fellow truthers and conspiracy junkies to another episode of white rabbit i am your host catalyst jones and today we're going to be doing something pretty darn cool because i got my buddy scott from rebunked news and we're going to be doing a swap cast and this is my first time sitting down with scott and his first appearance on white rabbit so i'm a big fan of yours already so it's just an honor to have you on the show brother welcome aboard white rabbit Hey man, well thank you so much. Uh it's it's I've been following your page for a long time and I'm really excited to see that you've uh you know launched the show, you're crushing on Rockfin. You got an amazing like uh, uh set of episodes already, man. I just I don't know. Big fan, big fan as well. So this is cool. Really, really appreciate that, brother. So yeah. um this is kind of like a a newer thing doing the swap cast uh thing for me so um i'm assuming that i'm going to ask you to go ahead and do your introduction the way that you would or am i just retarded because i oh I, no I'll you're fine you're fine so we were we were, talk, we were talking before the show about like well hey okay so it all started with me because uh catalyst right here is like i don't know if you guys know it's like just a boss status like graphic design i mean any of you that's maybe just listening like go to his channel on rockfin and, and check out the intro like that intro is legendary dude like that's like in, in terms of like all like you know i think like uh charlie robinson kind of gets a lot of props for having like such a good intro to his show you know what i mean but i'd say yours is like right i mean you're you may have the best intro in the whole conspiracy podcast Community. oh my god i don't know i don't know it's 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 right up there so so we were talking and and uh we we're just i'm like dude like you should be like like one of the top graphic designers for our like whole community you know what i'm saying and I, i've done i've had some people do some work for me in the past but it's like you know I'm, I'm not in a position really to do that but my one of my one of my goals in life is to get to a position where i'm able to hire people and have crews and have a team of people doing that sort of stuff you know and so that's that's the goal that's the vision but like, you know, I was like, man, I'm surprised that like you're having just completely blown up with your talent as far as that goes. So I was like, well, let's 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 see what we can do here. So let's release the show on both of our platforms. Um, you know, Sam Tripoli back in the day when I asked him uh, when I first started doing podcasting, I asked him like, OK, like what what would be your recommendation for like a podcaster that's just getting started? And he said two things. He said, um, well, he actually said three things. He said, um, make sure that the show has an interesting name something that's like catchy, right? And he said that the audience has to learn something in each podcast and then do swap casts, swap casts with other people. So you approach other content creators and be like, hey, you interested in doing a swap cast? We're like, we record an episode and then we release it on both of our platforms. And so I was like, ah, you know, I was always a big fan of that approach. And so I'm like, why don't we just do this episode and we'll release it on both of our platforms. That way my, my audience gets to know about you and 
your audience gets to know about me and then we're just like everybody wins you know and so so yeah you know i, I guess uh, and so for, based on that like i'm scott i do a show called rebunk news and a few other projects that i'm very excited about like maybe we could talk about that a little later but uh probably the best way to get all the links to my show is at libertylinks.io forward slash rebunked and that's the links to everything it's kind of like a link tree but link tree sucks because they delete people that talk about the things we talk about so uh liberty links is a good little link tree alternative so and then yeah and then so you- everybody everybody listening right now just go ahead and scroll down i got that link for you right there so go ahead and oh, click on it and give scott a follow and now you are involved with rebunk news and everything there you go all right, so now we'll pretend like you're on my show now, so you plug your stuff. That's how we do. Awesome, brother. Well, uh, Catalyst Jones, and uh, I am the host of the White Rabbit podcast. Uh, I consider myself like the meme warrior of the Instagram world when it comes to the truther memes, and um, I just like going down crazy conspiracy rabbit holes and giving my take on them and uh, you know, wearing my tinfoil hat as proudly as possible. Mm, there you go. Fantastic. So yeah, man. And I love how you, you get into the weeds, like you get into the real spooky stuff. And I, I appreciate that. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I've just like, sometimes I, I need a little dose of that because I, I get so far away from it. I do. I try to like, I don't know. I don't know. I need, I need to dip my toe back in the waters every now and then to keep myself sane. You know, I've gone, I've gone like so deep down the rabbit hole. I've hit the black pill. I've fully like overdosed on black pills and red pills. I've come out the other side. I'm trying to build alternatives and I'm like, I've been like reborn out of the black pill into like this new world of like trying to find solutions. But in order to keep my sanity, I have to dip my toes back into the crazy red pill world every now and then, you know, you have to, bro. So, (laughs) so uh, a while back I was actually, I was doing um, some stuff with like we, the people radio, and I was on the Patriot podcast network and stuff. So my show, it was very different than it is right now. And I was, I was doing a lot of um, current event stuff and man, I got, I got into such a deep, dark place that I had to totally back out. I had to like, stop everything I was doing. And then I just Mm -hmm. kind of rebranded my show and I'm having fun, man. I just go down these cool rabbit holes. I'm still in tuned with what's going on in the world every day. You know, it's really hard being a truther not to, because it's just one rabbit hole after another unfolding right before our eyes. So, but yeah, yeah, man, I get it. It gets dark. So when people come onto my show for the very first time, my favorite question to ask them is like, what is your testimony? So like, what was Mm -hmm your very first uh, rabbit hole or red pill where you were like, wait a minute, this isn't right. Every, mm-hmm. this isn't right. And yeah. you're awakening. Uh, yeah, man. So like, I would say it's funny. Cause like I grew up in a household where like my mom was very much like a Democrat and this is way back in the, I mean, you got to shift your perspective to a time, a much more innocent time when it came to like two party politics. Like there wasn't like this like divide and conquer. Yeah. It was like, it's almost like surface level, like very just like innocent, I guess, maybe in a way, like it was just kind of silly. Like I just remember growing up and my dad was conservative. Like I remember driving around with him. He'd listen to like Michael Savage a lot. And my mom was, my mom and sister were very liberal. And my dad and I were kind of like the conservatives, I guess you could say. But uh, out of that, it was interesting because like, I remember like all through the two thousands, I was very, like, I wasn't, I wasn't political at all. And in fact, you know, I'd be misrepresenting myself if I was saying like, I was much of anything at all because I was like lost to like, 
alcoholism actually through like the majority of like the 2000s like 2004 to like 2000 uh, you know 12 13 when i started to try to do something about it like i was just a lost cause i didn't have much of an opinion about anything except getting drunk <laughs> you know i can uh, completely re- i can completely relate yeah 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 so i wouldn't say i was like you know much of an activist or much of anything at all but i remember always being very like conservative and like my hot takes would be like yeah they hate our freedom we need to go bomb the middle east and turn turn their sand into glass like fuck those motherfuckers yeah they hate our freedom you know i was one of those guys like just having no information or no perspective or no insight or nothing really to go off of other than just I don't even know. So, uh, <laughs> and so it was just by default, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't know any better. Right. I just, on the surface, it was like, yeah, they, they came up and blew our towers up and fuck them, dude. Yeah. They deserve what they get. Right. So, um, I would say that then, uh, so it was funny because like, I really, I got, I got, so I tried to get sober for the first time very seriously back in 2011. And I was able to stay sober for about a year that time. It was like 2011, 2012. And, uh, I've always kind of found this interesting that I think that there's like this interesting overlap of people that um, are sober now, but you know, had drug or alcohol problems in the past and then uh, like become truthers. Like there's so many like just truther podcasters, like Sam Tripoli, like Gordo from uh, those conspiracy guys, uh, like Tim Dillon, even though he's kind of fucking, you know, whatever. Uh, Jones. Catalyst Jones, there you go. There, add your name to the list then. So now when I talk about this in the future, I'll add you to the list. Uh, like Graham from Grimerica. Uh, you know, there's a ton of us, and it's very interesting. Um, uh, I'll, I'll shout out, oh, God. Uh, let's see. Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Um, Sean, Sean over at the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. He does a lot of great work. But, you know, and so I don't know. I I've, During that year when I was – you know, clean and sober. Like that was back when YouTube was fun. You know, you could just watch whatever. Uh, I, I watched uh, Zeitgeist, right? And uh, and they were talking about Tower Seven, and I was like, "What? Wait a minute!" So like a third tower fell that day. First of all, like I had no idea, and then um, and then like just going deep into it, and then from there that led me to um, Massimo Mazzucco's epic 9/11 documentary. It's the 9/11, the new Pearl Harbor. Right. That's like the five hour documentary that really doesn't necessarily make any claims, but it just shows you a bunch of evidence and then asks a question. Oh, yeah. Well, if that's if that's the case, if this is what they're saying, then how come this then what's this? And I'm just like, yeah, what the hell? So, you know, 9-11 was a big one. Um, Tower seven in particular. So, yeah, that documentary was put together very well. So I'm going to add you to the list. Guess what my top answer is? What's that? It is Zeitgeist and or 9-11. Yeah, Tower 7 and yeah, 9-11. People will say yeah. 9-11 without Zeitgeist, but generally mm-hmm. it's Zeitgeist with 9-11. And then uh, the number two answer is COVID. Believe it or not, there's a lot wow. of new awakeners that come on the show, which I think is awesome because that means yeah. that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. If more and more people are waking up. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. And, like, I would I would go even uh, – yeah, man, like, so great job for all the work you've done. Like, it's funny how we've – you know, the joke being that we've won this war with, like, memes, you know what I mean? Like, literally, it's so crazy. Like, it's amazing. Uh, but, you know, to go even a step further with that, like, I remember – so then I started, like, listening to podcasts. And uh, so then I finally got sober for, like, the, the first, like, actual – 
and I've been sober ever since I got clean in back in uh, 2016. And, uh, I did have to do a little bit of time because I enjoyed shoplifting to support my habit there. So I did about 14 months and got out in 2017 and then 2017, um, I, I got this job where I was working at a countertop shop, um, and I could listen to headphones and they were 10 hour shifts, four days a week. And I was like, you know, listen to the headphones 40 hours a week. And I was just so burned out on music. I was like, God, man, like, this is so horrible. I've heard, I've heard every song that has ever been made like 10 times. Like I'm just dying here. So I started listening to podcasts and, uh, I think I started just with Joe Rogan and then, uh, I don't even know how I landed on it, but then I started listening to like some conspiracy podcasts. I think Sam Tripoli, Tinfoil Hat was one of the very first ones. And um, and then it was uh, Higher Side Chats with Greg Carlwood. And uh, and then there was an episode of Higher Side Chats, really in particular, that stood out. It was uh, an interview with uh, Sophia Barnett. I think that's her name. Is that Sophia Barnett? Uh, I'm not familiar with this. She's, uh, it's, I always get her first name mixed up. Um, it's either Sophia Barnett or something close. SRA survivor from uh Australia. Fiona Barnett, maybe? Is it Fiona Barnett? Hold on. Fiona Barnett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fiona Barnett. So uh She's yeah. a survivor of what? Uh satanic ritual abuse, SRA. Uh, oh man. from uh yeah, yeah, yeah. So go listen to her on the higher side chats. And there's some uh there's some stuff like you know, people have called her into question her legitimacy. And of course, anybody that's out there talking about this stuff, but she talks about literally how as a child, like she was brought into these like cathedrals and she was like witness to like all this child sacrifice and was eventually one of the main people that was involved in um, you know, in you know, recruiting and, and instigating. And it's the, the it, fucking blew my mind dude i was like what the fuck no 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 no. and then her claim being like you know the rich powerful elite are deeply involved in like you know the the trafficking and sacrifice ritual sacrifice of children and stuff like that i'm like no way this this is too far like this is okay when they're talking crazy conspiracy theorists this is what they're talking about here you know what i mean I'm like there's no way so as richard grove would say i was incredulous i was incredulous and so i started looking into this stuff myself and uh and I'll, I'll tell you another like really, really good documentary that really covers this uh, topic in depth. And uh, it, it really, I, at the end of the day, I realized, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So like literally all governments and these institutions of power like basically exist for the primary purpose of covering up the trafficking and murdering of children. Like, that's what this is. That's what this world is. I was like, what the, f- there's just no way. And so I, I, it's really just crazy to come to that conclusion, but I was like, yeah. I what documentary was that? I'll show you. So it's really hard to find. And it gets harder and harder every time. It's, um, it used to be on YouTube, but now the only place I could find it is BitChute. Um, it's called Imperium, I-M-P-E-R-I-U-M, Imperium. And it's, uh, and you got to type in Imperium 2018 is the only way to like find it. It's Imperium 2018. Let's see if I can put a link in the chat here for you. Um, and it's, it's a and two it's volume. Busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like, okay, so there's a couple versions of it. So there's two, there's two, uh, there's part one and part two. Uh, it's worth downloading and like keeping in, in you know, safe keeping. So part one, because these are all different versions than even were recently. That's so crazy. So uh, part one and part two. So the part one is like two hours and part two is two hours and 40 minutes. And it's basically like a 10 part documentary showing 
um, basically like 10 different stories of like governments stepping in to cover up like child sex trafficking. It's not just like low key, like, uh, you know, cases of like, you know, abduction or anything like that. These are like, like, like the government of Lithuania, like literally stepping in to cover up or Belgium, the, the Detroit case out in Belgium is absolutely insane. Um, and it sure, dude, isn't it still yeah. like one of the biggest cash, uh, cash yeah. crops that there is, is, is human trafficking, right? Yep. A hundred percent. And, and you know, the UK has an incredibly massive problem with it. Um, the movie talks about, uh, they, it shows like, it does a really good in-depth look into Pizzagate, uh, it does a really, and then it shows like Fiona Barnett's testimony. It's her like going to the sites where she witnessed all this, like, child trafficking and, and all these sex crimes. It has a really good deep dive into the Franklin scandal, the Johnny Gosh story, um, which are all, you know, institutional like that. I, I mean, have you checked out the Franklin scandal yet? Are you familiar with that one? I haven't had anybody on go into it yeah. and I've only just skimmed stuff. So yeah. if you, if you want to like red pill I'll, me on that one, I, yeah, I would love to be shocked. Yeah. I'll take a crack at it. So, you know, it's basically, it all takes place in uh, Nebraska. I can't remember the name of the town, but uh, there was this guy named Lawrence King. They call him Larry King, you know, not to be confused by the CNN host, but uh, you know, he was like this rising star in the conservative party. And uh, you know, he was like, some people were saying, Oh, he was going to be president of the United States someday or something like that. And, uh, and this also in this town, there's this, um, it was like a place for like orphan children. It was called boys town, um, which is just, uh, you know, a place for, I don't know. It's like inner city kids or kids that don't have parents, you know, it's like a, basically like a foster home type place. Oh man. Um, this just has bad written all yeah. over it. Yep. 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 Um, and it involves one of the most famous, uh, child abduction cases of all time. Uh, Johnny Gosh, Johnny Gosh was like the original kid that was put on the milk cartons and stuff like that, I, I believe. Um, and, uh, so he was, you know, that was an abduction case. And then, you know, I can't remember how the story unfolds, but uh, there's a great book by Nick Bryant called The Franklin Scandal, uh, which goes into I've been trying to get uh, Nick Bryant on the show for a minute, but he's super duper busy. Um, but he's pretty accessible. He's like, you can hit him up on like uh, Twitter. Um, but uh, basically, it just, you know, all came out that uh, the, the, there was a, the Franklin Credit Union, which is the place, it's like a bank that, there was a credit union that this Lawrence King guy was in charge of and just come to find out that they were just like, he was like, just, you know, involved with helping kid, you know, helping politicians and all these big time people like, you know, have sex with kids and stuff like that. And like through this, it like goes all the way up to the white house. Like there was a, there was a article in the Washington examiner that talks about like call boys being smuggled into the white house. Like, it's just like, this used to be like front page news, you know? So Lawrence King got, charged with like tax evasion you know how they do like never got never any accountability around this but there was this one guy named paul bonacci who's also a pretty controversial figure um because he he's come forward and made statements talking about like lawrence king and talking about all these guys and and how they were uh you know he had direct knowledge because he was abducted as a kid and he was brought up in it and he was now eventually uh you know asked to like help recruit other kids and stuff like that. So even though he was a victim himself, he was still, you know, he was, he was involved in the actual crimes themselves and he ended up getting arrested and going to prison. 
and it's really interesting because like he's and so he's like got all these like multiple personalities and he uh he had information particularly about the johnny gosh case that the parents and so the parents johnny gosh's parents did not trust the police they didn't trust the investigators they thought that they were doing a, a crappy job at the investigation so they withheld information from the investigators like a one little piece one little detail and they said that like you know sometime in the future if this piece of information ever comes to light then they will know that it's from a credible source because they kept it secret right and so this paul bonacci guy they were asking him questions and then he was able to relay that piece of information that they withheld from the police and so they knew that it was true and uh like paul took him to the place where like johnny gosh was killed or taken to or something like that and he's like yeah i remember him like and so so this Paul Bonacci guy has some credibility, even though like a lot of people think he's crazy, but the Franklin scandal is insane, man. Like there's several other people that came forward. Uh, and, like when was up, this like, supposed to take, when was this supposed to have taken place? This was like in the eighties, I think like eighties, nineties, like maybe, maybe some overlap in the seventies. So it's kind of an old story. It's an old case, but uh, it's yeah, absolutely man, insane. Piqued, piqued my interest. So I'm going to go check. Yeah. This. I wrote down, I wrote down yeah. that book. Uh, I'm going to definitely go check that out. So well, you kind of was Nick Bryant has his own podcast too, where he covers a lot of this stuff. And I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he keeps it because he covers all this stuff all the time. Like the child sex trafficking stuff, which I just can't even like, I can't even, but the Imperium is a good documentary. Like I'd recommend, I put the two links there in the private chat. Like oh, awesome. it's, it's, it's worth watching, but again, it's like, it's like five hours that like, man, take your time. Like maybe watch like an hour at a time. Like, whew it's a soul sucking thing to go through. So that's my disclaimer. But, uh, but the only last thing I would say about that case was that, uh, Oh, and it's interesting too. Okay. So Paul Bonacci again, now, like he, he got arrested, went to prison, did some time back in the eighties and nineties, but now he's out. And like, I looked into it and he's on Facebook. Like he has like a Facebook profile. Um, I've tried to reach out to him a couple of times to be like, Hey man, like I, would you be interested in having, you know, having an interview? I haven't gotten any response yet. And some people I've talked to said, how dare you? How dare you bring some pedophile on there? I'm like, I know, but it's like, to me, it's like doing journalism work. Like it'd be like interviewing like Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So it's just, no, I totally agree with you. Like I, yeah. I, I uh, reached out to Megan Hall. I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to interview you about, but I just think, you know, okay. I see that. I see that in your, in your ticker there. Remind me who's that again. That is the Tennessee police officer who was the first uh, train derailment of the year. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You have her contact information? Uh, Well, see, um, I was going through an Instagram account that was created before the whole entire scandal, and now it is disabled. Oh, so you don't have her contact information anymore? No, and then I have another one that was created, which I find it very weird. It was created in October of last year. And it's our, and it, it's not her. It's I thought it was her because of when it was created, yeah. and uh, recently, um, about a week ago, whoever is running that account like posted a picture of who they really are, and it was some ugly, dumb liberal dude, and was just laughing wow. and he was like, "Hey, you guys are actually following me." But I think I find it weird that it was created because you can look on uh, and see when it was created, and it was October of twenty twenty two. And this stuff didn't come out until uh, last month. So wow. it's just. So she sent you a nude photo? No, no, no man. Oh, so, okay. 
So that kind of, I need to change that. So that, and and also after that, it says, I, j- I just want to know who's reading this. So uh, I did the account that was created in October. I also reached out to that account asking if they would like to, if she would like to come on the show. And, um, and it, there was a response that said, what kind of pictures would you like to see? And then I was like, oh man, this, <laughs> wow. So no, wow. like I did not actually get a picture and, and no, it, Okay. All right. Yeah. That, that, I don't know, man. Like that whole situation is pretty crazy. Those that aren't familiar, I, it's, uh, yeah, I, uh, I didn't even, I remember that story blowing up and then, you know, as, as with all these things, I, I learned about it through memes. Like I saw a meme about this lady and I'm like, what is going on here? Like I keep like seeing it over and over and over and over. I, was it you? I might've even asked you. I don't know. I didn't even know. I was like, what is going on? Who Who is this? Tell me the story with this. I don't well, I'm kind of the same that. thing too, because yeah. I kept seeing her picture pop up and I'm in, in the uniform and everything. And it, it was probably a couple of days before it triggered my interest enough to actually look into who she was. And then I was like, oh man, I missed it. I had like the window to make the best freaking memes ever, but, uh, hey, the, w- the window's still open. The window's still open. It's all good. I did get a couple out, uh, and I think that they're pretty fire cons- uh, against some of the best out there. But okay. uh, you blew my mind. Uh, let's let's rewind a little bit because okay, you, were okay. talk- you were talking about um, working in a warehouse setting, basically, where you were able to uh, have your headphones on uh, mm. all day, right? So um, I've, I was working at this place called All Quality Graphics for six years. And for the past, like, yeah, for six years. And, um, I was half the time I was in-house graphic designer and the other half of the time I was doing production work. So I was production manager for a period of time and it's a screen printing shop. And so I didn't have to deal with customers. I had my headphones in all the time too. It's funny you say that you got sick of music. So I, I felt yeah. the same way, you know, I'm like, there's only so much good music out there anymore because all the crap that they're putting out right now is not even listenable to, in my opinion. And so, um, same thing. I started out with Joe Rogan. I swear he's like the gateway drug to podcasts or something. Right. And then this is and and so I'm listening to him for a while and then I really didn't like how he was going back and he went back and forth on his whole moon landing stance. And, um, And I had always been talking about wanting to start a podcast. And then a guy that I work with, I was like, man, does anybody have a conspiracy podcast? Cause that's what I want to do. Like somebody needs a straight conspiracy podcast. And he was like, oh, you haven't heard of tinfoil hat with Sam Tripley. And I was like, no. And so I listened to it, bro. And the first time I heard it, it was like the first time I heard the Beatles, bro. It was like, I was like, yes. But at the same time, I was like, damn it, he beat me to it. But then at the same time, I was like, yo, I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, like, obviously, my show is not the same as Tinfoil Hat. It's it's mm. Catalyst White Rabbit. But um, man, so like, I would say I already wanted to start a podcast. But same thing, man, I kind of went down that same exact path as you. And I thought that was really cool that you shared that. And I every, just the synchronicities of everybody that I'm meeting in this industry is awesome. It's amazing, man. And, and, you know, I love that your show isn't tinfoil hat, you know, you, your show has a whole new flavor to it. Like, you know, I think when I first, before we started podcasting and I say we, because I used to do a show called the Truthzilla podcast with a couple other people. And, uh, you know, before we decided to start that show, you know, that was definitely one of the things that we were talking about. I was like, Oh, cause you know, 
Ed, who was the co-host of the show, he listened to a lot of podcasts too. And, you know, we were both saying, yeah, but there's already so many conspiracy podcasts out there. Like who, you know, who knows? Like why, why, why would anybody listen to us? Like, why would it, why would we waste our time starting a podcast when there's so many out there? And like, you know, I'm living proof that that's like the worst thing you could possibly say. So the fact that you, you know, saw what somebody else was doing and use that as motivation to start your own, as opposed to having it discourage you, you know, because I hear a lot of people say that a lot of people that I've talked to, they say, you know, I would love to start a podcast, but there's already so many out there. Yeah. But they're, they're, yours isn't out there. You know, yours isn't out there with your, your views and your opinions and your viewpoints. And, and you, you can just add on, to the body of knowledge that exists out there and bring what you, your talents and your, your view to it. You know, the world needs that, you know, we're all little, we're all little nodes in this whole truth journey and we need the more of us out there, the better. So, you know, yeah. And yeah. I'd like to add on top of that too, is if, if you feel like there's already enough out there, then you got to realize that we just talked about coming from not wanting to listen to certain music and music anymore that led us to podcasts. So think about if musicians said, well, I don't want to start a, a band because there's already enough bands. Yeah, dude. That's such a good way to put it, you know? And one of the things I've heard, uh, how, how it's, how it explained that when you're looking at a market that's saturated on, um, with, with, with other content that's similar, like don't, don't try to like compete with the people at the bottom, try to compete with the people at the top in terms of like, you know, the product that you're putting out, like the way it looks and sounds and feels and maybe the guests that you're trying to get, like, don't, don't compete at the bottom, like compete at the top, you know, try to go look at it, like some of these top shows and see if you can get a hold of some of those people that are guests. You know, I've had incredible success with just getting a hold of people who, uh, you know, I, I never thought in a million years I'd get a response from, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll come on like next Friday. I'll be like, what? No, no way. You know what I mean? So shoot yeah, high. Same. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. You've had great guests on. I was just perusing your, uh, your, your, your past shows. And it's like, dude, yeah. So just keep shooting, shooting for the stars. And yeah, it's great, man. Yeah, definitely, bro. One day I'm going to reel Tripoli in onto the white rabbit. That's my goal for 2023. And yeah, it's going to Sam Tripoli. Yes, sir. Dude, Sam's super like easy to get a hold of, dude. <laughs> no, he's, he's such an awesome guy, man. He reposts some of my stuff. It, it, he's such a good guy. Like I've never actually had a full blown conversation with him, you know, just a little back yeah. and forth uh, on Instagram, you know, very minimal, but like, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in this movement that don't like him very much. And, and same thing with Alex Jones. And I just got to say, man, everybody is doing their own thing. And whether you like them or not, they're contributing something very positive to this uh, movement that we have yep. going. Yep. I agree hundred percent. And I was just going to say, dude, Sam, he has his public email. He puts his email out there. Sam Tripoli live at gmail.com. He says it like, just email him, dude. Just say, Hey, come on the show. You'd love to, man. So anyway, uh, but uh, I completely agree with you. Um, I have a lot of love for Sam, dude. I think Sam is a fucking awesome dude. He's been, he's really done some good stuff for me, you know, in my podcasting career. And just as a guy, like I got fired for not taking the shots from a job and I made a little give, send, go. And he was the very first person to hop on and give a very generous donation. You know what I mean? He's really, and he's, he's like been very supportive. He's brought me on his sh different shows a couple times. Like he's just like, you know, a really solid dude. And I got a lot of love for him. You know, I, I also follow uh, Owen Benjamin. Owen Benjamin's a big uh, inspiration for me. And I listen to his show pretty often. And, uh, you know, I know him and Sam kind of were beefing there for a minute. And it's like, well, Owen just beefs with everybody. 
right now he's beefing with made by Jim Bob, you know, the, the cartoonist guy, like they're just going hard, like hard, <laughs> like Biggie and Tupac level feuding right now. It's insane. And, but that's just how Owen is. He's just, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, but, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I just got a lot of love for Sam, dude. I think he's fucking doing great work. And I just, uh, you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 The guy. Yeah. But I will say, uh, if we're going to be talking about Sam right here, and I know that Sam likes to have Mount Crushmore and the last appearance that you were on tinfoil hat, bro, that was (laughs) one of my favorite episodes. Oh, wow. I'm going to say Matt Baker's most, the most recent tinfoil hat, Matt Baker is right up there with you and i don't know oh, wow. maybe i'm being biased because he's my friend but i was like dude he crushed that shit but when you were on there you blew my mind the the la- i believe that was in december if i'm not yeah, mistaken. yeah yeah something like that something like that yeah because i had just gotten to nashville and i was walking around trying to get familiar with it and stuff and i was listening to you and i was like wait a minute this is like i, I like know him but i don't know him <laughs> like you know like yeah and and so, but I was listening to it and he, and the information that you came with was awesome because a lot of times what happens in this, in, in this community is people will come with these outrageous claims and then they don't have the receipts to back up where they're mm-hmm. coming from. And yeah. what I loved about that episode is you came with receipts and then uh, that episode actually made me start following your work more because, um, you know, I was aware of Truthzilla and I would listen to it here and there, but, um, I, I, I don't know why, but I didn't get hooked on it. And yeah. so, and so like really listening to rebunked news was really my introduction to you and just kudos man because you 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 come prepared and that's what you need to do you don't bring a knife to a gunfight you come fully loaded with a freaking rocket launcher yeah man well thank you dude i appreciate that well that episode in particular you know i did a lot of prep work for i was talking to mark steves you know the booker behind the behind the show and i was like hey man like you guys have never covered the freaking uh false memory syndrome foundation like what's up with that like uh so like i was like okay, let me do a bunch of research and then I'll come on and break it down for you. So we worked, it worked out and went on there, but I felt really, uh, like this is like my opportunity to go on with Sam, you know, it's always been a dream of mine. And, uh, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to go hard in the paint, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, so I wrote this article on the T lab Substack and like got it all, like all the back, all the notes and everything. So that when I went on there, I could just, you know, go bullet point by bullet point down, you know, everything. And it was some, you know, that was one of my goals is to to get, you know, where Sam goes, oh, my God. Like, that was that was one of the goals, right? <laughs> and I, I, got, I got one of those out of him. I got one of those out of him. So there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like wearing the badge. So yeah, yeah. Um, being engulfed with uh, current events and everything in the way that you, uh, you, you're out there, you're reporting, you're absorbing all this negative shit that's going on, but you keep doing it. So that must mean that you have hope. And, and oh, I'm... Yeah. I'm pretty positive that you do when I say that. So like, um, for my listeners, like what gives you hope? Like, what do you see for the future? Because it does look really dark and grim, especially like it just, it's escalating in a, in a downfall, but yet, I, I mean, I, and I have high, high, high hopes as well. Yep. Um, I have, and so I'm just curious, what is yours? What keeps you going? Uh, well, so, uh, you know, what we're, what I spend a lot of time and energy into doing is, uh, building community and building, um, alternatives, you know, building alternative institutions and alternative parallel systems. Right. And, and another big thing is trying to get autonomy in my life. Like, like 
I'm not this like, I don't know, man, like uh, looking for ways to just be completely independent, not having to fall for like a nine to five, not fall for it's probably not the right word, but just getting out of the nine to five paycheck mentality. You know, like I just basically um, started my own handyman business. I basically said, I've got a truck and some tools and made some Facebook posts and said, if anybody's interested and that's turned into something pretty viable at this point, you know, I've networked with a few other local contractors and, um, we're trying to put together an actual like business. Um, it's been a really cool. I've been like, you know, learning all kinds of skills, getting more tools. And, uh, that helps bolster my confidence in the ability to like, you know, one, if the collapse happens or something horrible happens, at least I'll be able to have some sort of usefulness because people still need structures built or like, you know, some sort of plump, basic plumbing stuff, you know, stuff like that, you know, so I'm learning how to do all that. So gaining skills, gaining confidence and that sort of stuff has been a big help. But then also we do, uh, so I, I mentioned Owen Benjamin, uh, he basically, there's this idea that he's kind of spearheaded called Bertaria. Are you familiar with this at all? Bertaria? Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, Owen himself is a very controversial polarizing figure, but, uh, his streams are fantastic. Um, you know, it's all about like community building, homesteading, self-sufficiency, in addition to comedy, spell breaking and very racially charged humor. Right. So that's (laughs) that's basically what you get with Owen, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But the idea of Bertaria is basically, you know, we're, um, all the people in the Bertarian community have like a bear name, right? It's not a cult, but, but everyone has like a bear name. Like I'm rebunked bear, you know, there's like, uh, uh, you know, just all, all kinds of different bears. And then, then there's an app called the Bertaria times app where you go, it's kind of like Instagram a little bit, but then you can network with other people in your area and we do meetups. So you start doing meetups in real life. And, uh, this, and, and so there's other, uh, things like the Freedom Cell Movement, freedomcells.org. That's another big one that really helped get me through COVID out in Oregon, doing meetups in real life. But really, it's all about meeting up in real life with like-minded people. That's the number one thing, dude. Um, and so out of these little bear meetups that we've been doing, I like this this business that I'm talking about has been born out of that because I went and I met a couple other guys who were um, also you know fellow handyman people that were in the bear community. And it's like, the, th- the cool thing about the bear community is like, once you meet somebody there it's like if they're if they've gone so far as to like join the app and they see your post about hey we're doing a meetup and they actually show up to the meetup that means they're pretty like on the level like they've gone through uh all of the like the the hoops and they've kind of like you know really the bear community they try to like cultivate like you know high morality like hard working like just like you know just being a good, good, decent person. And if you're not offended easily, like you can tell if they reach that point, they're not offended by anything. They're not offended by anything at all because you can't listen to one of Owen's streams. And, and, uh, like usually like if you have pretty thin skin, you're going to get pissed off and you're going to not never come back. But well, I was born born into a Raiders fan family. So like I've already had thick skin because we're hated on. And then I'm a flat earther. So like I got the skin ever, bro. Okay. Well, tell you what, so that's a, Owen's all about like, he, he, uh, he says, I'm not making any claims about the shape of the earth, but it's definitely not flat. We definitely didn't go to the moon. Like that's a big part of what he talks about. So you'd love it, man. Um, but anyway, so once you meet these people in real life for the first time, it's like, you automatically know that they're like, 
they're just like legit dude like they don't fuck around like there's no room for nonsense or bs and we're here to crush we're here to crush that's what it's all about so that sounds um, dope as fuck and there's an app yeah. for this yeah it's bertaria times the bertaria times app it's 15 bucks a year but uh yeah you can jump in dude and then we have a telegram channel the tennessee bears it's t.me forward slash tentaria there it's in the chat there for you so oh, hop perfect. in yeah hop in the telegram channel uh, you could be like a uh, catalyst bear or something like that, or white rabbit bear. I'm sure there's already a white rabbit bear, but you have to pick a bear name, but, uh, yeah, we do meetups all the time, dude. And, uh, and so, you know, we all have different goals and visions about what, what it is, but we're also like just networking and, uh, like for, for me, like a business was born out of this. Um, we know some people that like, you know, have property or land and we don't know you know several of us would love to we were just talking about this earlier today like we want to like maybe eventually go in on some land together right you know that sort of stuff um there's a you big national go ahead go ahead you know what's cool is like there's so many people that i've been meeting in the community that are that are talking about this exact same thing and don't yeah i, I know for a fact they don't know about this Bertaria, but you know i got yeah. my friend uh libby out in in southern california who is at the top of her lungs about 2045 and 2045.com, the transhumanism agenda and all that stuff. And yeah. then I got people like you that are out here in Tennessee that are do, like talking about the same thing. My friend conspiracy baby, like it, it, we're all over the United States, if not the yeah. world. And I think that it's like a hive minded type of thing in a better, like a red pilled hive minded type yeah. of thing. Like, you know, if, if shit really, it does hit the fan and they're like, letting off these EMPs and stuff like that. Like we have to think outside of the box and how we're going to keep this stuff going. Yeah, exactly. And really right now is the best time to do it. Now that things have kind of lightened up a little bit, cause you know, they're coming with the vengeance on the next one. You know, we've completely embarrassed and demoralized them. And, uh, it's like we, we pull like we pulled their pants down and now they're just walking around the playground, you know, like having been pants and they're, they're, there's, we just completely exposed all their bullshit, whether it's the shots like the COVID injections, like we fucking just anybody that's still out there, like getting injected, like talking how the, the positive, like you're just like one of those soldiers that uh, was trapped on that Island uh, in Japan during world war two, that still thinks the war's going on like five years later after the war ended, like you're still fighting, <laughs> like the war's still going. It's like, dude, it's over. We completely devastated you. We devastated you. Like you have no hope. And so now they're embarrassed. They're like, oh shit, like we have to start like a world war to like get out of this one. Like that's where that's where they're at right now. Is they're like, shit, how are we gonna get out of this one? Like, yeah, because shows like yours, shows like mine, shows like Alex Jones, shows like Sam Tripoli, we and shows like Owen Benjamin, like we just fucked their whole shit up so bad that there's nothing they can do about it. They can't continue to move forward with this. Like they we got them. So they're gonna get desperate and they're gonna pull some crazy shit. So what are we gonna do? <laughs> what are we gonna do? Like yeah, man. And they're pulling some crazy shit. It seems like it's getting yeah. faster and faster and faster. And, you know, like yeah. I've said this a bunch of times, I almost feel like it's like both sides of this good versus evil spiritual battle, like for our souls is happening. The finish line is right there. And, and it's like both sides are running towards it as fast as they possibly can. You know, and in my opinion, I, I'm one of those that God wins in the end. So like, oh, I'm yeah. not, I'm not worried. That's why I nope. keep going. However, it is going to get really bad in my opinion. That's why I, I really am loud about the things that I speak about and you preparing and, and thinking forward. Like that's great. That's in, in, very important. 
if I was to fall out, like if I was in a plane crash in, in the middle of the mountains, I know that I'd be able to take care of myself because I have that in my background, nice. you know, but like, there's a lot of people in, um, especially in big city areas and the younger generation that when shit hits the fan, they're fucked. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, I'm, I kind of have a little bit of insecurity about being in the city. Like I'm literally in Nashville, dude. I'm like, three quarters of a mile from the Johnny cash museum, like right up the road here. You know what I mean? Like I'm in like downtown Nashville, which is nuts. Um, you know, it's better than like any of the towns out on the West coast, but you know, which is where, I don't know if I told you this, but I just moved here from Oregon back in May. Right. So I'm pretty fresh off the boat, Southern man. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, dude, like I would love to be able to get outside the city. Um, eventually that's one of the goals uh because yeah people are just it's gonna be a shit show dude like whatever does happen i don't think like you look around in the cities it's like none of these people have any awareness about what's going on dude like everybody is just zoned in like they just they're just focusing on the next little breadcrumb that's right in front of them and they just have no idea man you go to like a coffee shop it's like all these all these youngsters like dude you guys don't know shit it's so sad too. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, I, I do a, a, a different, totally different type of show with a buddy of mine that I grew up with. And I always go off on the Island Boys because we talk about music and stuff oh, yeah. like on the show. And every time the Island Boys gets brought up, man, I like get red in the face because I get so mad. And he was like, why do you hate them so much? And I'm like, it's not them that I hate so much. It's what they fucking represent. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just the soullessness garbage that all these people are being fully indoctrinated with like it was bad when i was a kid you know like i grew up watching mtv when mtv played music videos and that was still indoctrination at its finest during that time and you know like i grew up thinking that i had to be like rich and famous and you know in order to like be successful and like i just had a totally a fucked version on what I thought the world was. And nowadays it's like, these people are doing the exact same thing, but at a much, much larger scale, it's like, fuck Mm -hmm. dude, I don't know if you've seen that meme that I just made the other day, but it said, no, let's see. It said, if you have, if your name begins with Lil and you have a fate, or if you, if your name begins in Lil and you have tattoos covering your face, your music sucks. Yeah, exactly, dude. There's no question about that. Uh, let's see, They're dude. Not- there's no question. I'm trying to find your thing here. Hold on. But anyway, yes, no. I'll, I'll, I'm sure it'll go across my feed here. But uh, you know, I've you ever did you watch the new Beavis and Butthead movie or episodes at all? No, you know what? And I totally forgot that they made new ones because somebody yeah. had sent me a few clips, and I was like, "Ooh, this looks good." But yeah, I, well, I, I've watched a, I've watched a few of them, but it's really funny. It's kind of like it's very uh i don't know i think it's hilarious but like you know in the old beavis and buttheads they're making fun of like the the music videos that were on mtv right you know what i mean yeah and then like and then like um i don't know it was like three or four years ago they came out with a new season of beavis and butthead and uh they were watching um they were watching like what MTV was then. And they were, it was like 16 and pregnant or something like that. Like the stupid TV shows that were on MTV at that time, they were watching Beavis and Butthead were watching those and making fun of them. But this new season, they're just watching like YouTube videos, like all these like stupid, like, like unboxing videos or like all the, the funny, like just the, the ridiculousness of like w- what's popular on YouTube now. You know what I mean? Like they're watching, they're like, uh, 
what the hell is this crap? <laughs> just like, hey, that was really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I do a pretty good impression. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but no, it's pretty, it's pretty hilarious how like you know the Beavis and Butthead franchise is like kept up with. Uh, oh, but did you see the new movie? Did you see their new movie, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe? No. Oh, and it's Be- great, dude! You Be- gotta Be- check Be- it out. Be- to America was fucking fabulous. So yeah, I, they I they just came out. They just came out with Do the Universe. I feel like they could have done a better job. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like laugh out loud funny. Although there was one part that was really good. That was just making fun of like wokeness, which is hilarious, dude. And like it's like they, it's like yeah, Beavis and Butthead. I, like they like they like go into a time machine and come to 2020 or 2022, and it's like Beavis and Butthead in 2022, and they're like, uh, <laughs> just making fun of wokeness and shit. They, they, they which was awesome. I love that part of it. But otherwise, it's a very is that the clip that I seen where they were like in class and they were yeah. trying to explain white privilege and they yes. just walked around like it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're like, they're like, excuse me, do you know what white privilege is? And they're like and they're explaining it to them. They're like, really? You mean I can just do anything and not get in trouble? And they're like, yes, I'm afraid so. It's like awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was that shit was hilarious. I believe I even reposted that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh you know, good on them. But it's just funny how like they've they've kind of been the um they've been kind of keeping tabs on the degeneration of society through their commentary of like, you know, first it was music videos and then it was 16 and pregnant. And now it's just completely like retarded YouTube videos of people like popping bubble wrap, like pop up, pop up, pop, 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 pop. And like that's what's getting like millions and millions of views. You know what I mean? Just like some like 12 year old kid like popping bubble wrap and it's like 38 million views it's like what is this what universe are we in dude i was blown away because uh my daughter never got into him but i and i was dating this uh this lady and her kids would spend hours and hours and hours watching other kids play video games yes and i was like what the actual fuck like i did made no sense to me and then i like look into these kids and they're getting monetized i mean there's there's 16 year olds um yeah like there was this group called phase and i remember this very very well because her her son was like obsessed with this kid in phase of like track down his actual house number. And we were out in San Diego one time on a vacation and he was like, we're not leaving until we drive by his house. And so we like drive by his house and I'm looking at this 16 year old's house that he paid for that his parents live in by playing video games and posting it on YouTube. And I was just like, Holy shit, dude, like the future is going to be crazy. yeah man and and so it's like literally like idiocracy again shout out to mike judge you know what i mean like did you ever see that movie yeah he almost nailed yeah. it dead dead on yeah. yeah dude it's like dude that's that's literally where we're the, the the paradigm that we're entering into is um trying to like see here yeah like some of these like unboxing videos like there used to be, there used to be a lot more I, I remember seeing ones that were like hundreds of millions of like views, but now I'm not seeing many on YouTube. Anyway, maybe they're, they're past the unboxing craze, but, but yeah, dude, like the, just the slow, just mental degeneration of uh, what's being offered to us as entertainment or what's being propped up as useful. Like, dude, you know, it's, it's, it's insane. Like a really good, um, I was just talking to, uh, the people over i know i mentioned richard grove a few times he does uh, autonomy 
the the class like the course that's designed to like help you learn more like independence. So I was talking to Stephanie the Booker over there and um uh this guy named John Taylor Gatto came up because like Richard did a lot of work producing this uh this film uh called the ultimate history lesson uh which covers john taylor gatto and his uh you know he was a teacher in new york city and he he passed away a couple of years ago but john taylor gatto's research like you got to check out the ultimate history lesson it's on youtube I, i'm writing it down right yeah, now. yeah it's really a must watch and he really goes into describing primarily like how the american education system is so evil and dark and how it like literally just is used to create just mindless zombies. You know what I mean? How like, you know, cause like what, I mean, the background of John Taylor Gatto is like, he was a school teacher in New York city and he developed this uh, teaching style. <laughs> yeah. I'm a school teacher from the city of New York. No, I'm yeah. sorry. That, that like, cause young guns and young guns too is like my favorite okay. movies. And like the way my brain works, you said school teacher from New York. And I just, that scene from young guns <laughs> Two just hit inside of my head. My bad. Dude, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh my God. No, that's hilarious. But like he was doing work with like uh, inner city kids, like, you know, teaching them. And he was like teaching like the teaching style basically was, you know, teaching kids to pursue their interests. Like instead of like, Hey, here's the textbook. We're going to learn about this today. It's like, well, what do you want to learn about? What are you interested in? You know? And like putting it back on them. And then he was having so much success with making just like these, like turning completely changing, like around all these inner city kids, he was having so much success. He basically broke the entire matrix and they fired him. They fired him because he was too good at what he was doing. They're like, no, 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 no. We can't have these inner city kids like actually like thriving and doing good. No, 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 no. You're fired. And Bro, so, they made a comedy about that. Hollywood made a comedy about that. It's really? called it's called Accepted. It's a fucking really? hilarious movie. It's got wow. Jonah Hill in it. And basically this kid, he doesn't get accepted to a college. So like he creates a fake acceptance letter and it like spirals out of control. And he ultimately like starts this fucking college where kids get to pick what they want to learn. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that's also like one of the philosophies behind like, um, well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of like different, just like homeschooling curriculums in general, uh, Montessori schools. Like there's, there's, this is a, you know, pretty popular approach to learning, but he kind of revolutionized it at a time where, uh, you know, it's got the attention of the establishment, like the Rockefellers and all these guys are like, no, 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 no. You can't be like actually empowering these inner city kids. Like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not how this game works. Okay. And so they got rid of him and he went on to like wrote several books and then he just kind of revolutionized the idea of unschooling. And then Richard Grove kind of latched on and worked with him closely for a few years to produce like the ultimate history lesson. And, and a lot of Richard's style now of teaching and presenting information is really just at the core of it. It's all based on like John Taylor Gatto. Uh, you know, I actually had the fortune, the, the opportunity to go through Richard's autonomy course. And, you know, it's a lot of it is, centered around just the idea of unschooling and just completely resetting your mindset away from the indoct the 15,000 hours of indoctrination that we all received, you know, going through public school or even, even if you went through private schools, like this is all indoctrination. All of it yeah, was indoctrination. Absolutely. Well, all I'm so it. proud of my daughter though, too, because uh, she can go to school and she will, uh, do what the teachers expect as far as work goes, but she also will, um, she'll question them, right? Because she'll come home and, or she will tell me after she gets home or after she gets out of school, she will tell me about these things that she learns about. And then 
I'll give her my take on it. Right. And then, and so she'll go back to school and she will challenge her teachers every now and then. But I had one of the most proudest moments of my life because I, I want to say she was 13 when this happened and she got sent uh, or I got called from the school because she got sent to the principal's office for getting into a flat earth debate with her teacher. And I was like, yes, (laughs) that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, here I got another one for you here. So, uh, have you ever heard of T Snyder? T Snyder? No. Dude, you got to get in, you got to get plugged in with him, dude. He is the man, dude. T Snyder, you can find him on Telegram, but he does this uh dude, you're going to love this. Oh my god, I'm so excited. All right. So, he does this thing called Conspiracy Synergy. All right. I just put his his link to his thing in the chat. It's tease.ca. He's on like the Union of the Unwanted all the time. Like he's a, okay. you might recognize him, dude. He's fucking legit. Go to his website, tease.ca. This is everybody out there listening. He's been on my show several times, but click on his website, tease.ca. They click on Conspiracy Synergy. Conspiracy Synergy. Uh, he's so, and then click on episodes and it'll take you to, uh, it'll take you to, he's on like episode seven now or eight, episode eight. It takes him like six months to produce each one of these. And they're like 30 minutes long, but they're just like so good and entertaining and mind blowing. Um, just fantastic. I cannot recommend his work enough as far as that goes, but he also does, uh, he's also a bit of a filmmaker and he's got one called, so also again on tease.ca, if you scroll down to blindfold, Watch that one. It's such a good movie. It's basically um, exactly kind of what you described. It's, it's a short film. It's like 15, 20 minutes long. But it's basically uh, him, a, a movie about uh, a guy, a father, whose like daughter goes to school and does a report on like the like the truth about 9-11, like a 9-11 truther report, and gets completely like chastised by this class and by the teacher and like the dad has to like go on public radio and like apologize. It's just like the whole community is like coming down on them for like, and it's so well done, but yeah, T Snyder is the man. I definitely recommend it. And he's, he'd love to probably come on your show, dude. Yeah, dude, that would be awesome. You want to hear yeah. a funny story because like, it's cool that we uh, are bringing up nine 11 and I, and I forget yeah. to bring this up every now and then because it's, it's a really cool story and I need to, uh, bring it up more often but i had sean from conman podcast on my show and he was uh we were actually doing a jeffrey epstein deep dive but then somehow he he brought it to this um ex-fbi agent who got killed um while he was in the middle of writing a book about 9-11 exposing what was going on and the funny thing is is he was asking me if I, if I've ever heard of this guy. And I was like, no, man, I never heard of him. And then as he started telling me the story about, yeah, man, they found him dead. They killed the dog. They killed both of his kids were sitting on the couch. And I was like, Oh, Holy shit. That was three doors down from my house. Like, yeah. So like in my hometown, like it was a a gated community called forest meadows and he was killed and, and it was like a big thing in our area because, um, we didn't hear any gunshots. And, and when I say he lived three doors down, like literally bro, like I could have picked up a baseball and threw it into his driveway. Like he was that close. And then like, it was really weird because none of the kid or the kids were um, not going to school and shit. So they were in the house for a while before anybody even found them. 
and and then the cops came and were like because it was a big thing like everybody was saying it was a conspiracy and shit like a three-letter agency and then the local sheriff's department came and they were like hey did you guys hear gunshots we're like no and they came back and they were like running tests where they were actually shooting guns in the house to see if we could hear it shooting them with silencers to see if we could hear it and they wouldn't tell us they would just come back. yeah dude anyway but that shit's crazy like this shit hits close to home sometimes when you don't even realize it. your neighbor could be the guy that's going to blow the lid off of anything. That's crazy, man. What was the person's name? Do you know? You know, what sucks crazy. is I can never freaking remember his name. Okay. And it's, sad if, you, if you come across that, if you come across that, let me know. I'd be curious to look into that. That's, that's wild. Yeah. I'll shoot. I'll, actually, you know what, if you want to, if uh, I'm going to shoot, sean a text right now and he'll get it back to me immediately that's awesome He's- yeah that's cool you know it's interesting here uh yeah definitely let me know about that i just opened up a new like tab here and uh at the very bottom of google it says google is advancing the state of quantum computing explore a recent breakthrough so oh boy this, you're here to hear first guys breaking news uh quantumai.google our quantum error correction milestone. The Google quantum AI team has made an important step towards the development of large-scale useful quantum computer, of a large-scale useful quantum computer. This breakthrough is the first demonstration of a logical qubit prototype showing that it's possible to reduce errors by increasing the number of qubits in a scheme known as quantum error correction. So there you go, folks. Qubit, quantum. What do you think, bro? I don't know, man. What do you think about Q? Obviously, okay. obviously it, uh, it came, it, it was real, whether people believed in it or not, because it created a fucking movement and that movement is very real. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, obviously when I first started my show, I was a huge Q-tard. I was paying attention to every drop left and right. I mean, I even had 17 originally in the name of white rabbit. Oh, and, then, okay. and then, um, you know, I just didn't feel I, a lot of things happened. And basically, like, I'm, I'm very questionable about Trump. And how can you like believe in an organization when the head of the organization you might feel is a piece of shit? Yeah. So, um, you know, like, I slowly jumped off of the whole Q train and everything. But man, it, it made an impact in our community. And I'm just curious, like, what, what is your feeling towards Q? Um, I think, you know, honestly, I remember when Q first started happening, I don't remember where I heard it. I, I remember hearing it. Maybe it was like on, uh, maybe it was saying, I think it was on tinfoil hat. I remember like they were mentioning this thing about QAnon or something like that. I'm like, what is this? And so, you know, and, and this would have been like 2017, 2018, something like that, maybe. And I remember listening to it and just like, yeah, yeah, maybe that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. If there was like some, like, you know, counter, like if this is the counter revolution to all this stuff that I'm just now learning about, you know, all the evils of the world, like if there's actually a, a team of white hats that are really working to expose all this evil, like that'd be great. Like, it'd be so cool. So, you know, I was just kind of curious about it, paying attention to it. Um, I did some research about it. I did my due diligence on it. Like I was looking at some of the drops. I was looking at some of the stuff. I'm like, yeah, I just don't know. Um, I think a part of me, and then I have to admit too, I was like, full blown on the Trump train. You know, I was like, I remember in uh, the election 2020, uh, like there was a group of us like sitting in a room, like we ordered pizza. We were watching like the Infowars coverage on Alex Jones, you know, like on the big screen TV. We had like 
American flags and like they'd ordered like American flags and don't tread on me flags and back the blue flags and just like decorated like the whole room with like they had like balloons and like we were just like yeah sounds like, like an amazing time yeah it was awesome it was an awesome like party you know what I mean and then there just as the evening went on we're like oh fuck you know <laughs> and then the next day I was like oh shit no wait a minute hold on right so I was fully full blown on it man uh and then uh and then it just continued to like just the pieces started to fall away like you know just he he you know i think you know got got swept up in like the false idol it's of it you know of that okay there's this person's coming to rescue me this that person's coming to rescue me and like i was so i think disillusioned by the 2020 election that i was like okay so there's nobody coming to save us man we are on our own and so the q thing you know looking at it from a different perspective that particularly during COVID, particularly during COVID, like a fresh set of eyes to see, you know, especially being in a place like Oregon, uh, which was just like the maximum amount of tyranny possible, you know, like, well, not, not possible. There were places that were worse, but it was pretty, it was pretty excruciating, you know, looking back on things like Q and saying like, Oh, trust the plan, you know, like, it's just like, uh, you know, the Patriots are now in charge, you know, everyone, you know, Patriots have already won. They've they've taken like just just hang tight, Patriots. Like just hang tight. Like we're we're in charge. It's like yeah, Dave from X twenty two is still to this day saying that shit. Oh Jesus, yeah, dude. It's like, and I remember I listened to X twenty two for a while. I listened to like the SGT report and stuff, and it's like, bro, like we should have been like. There's no way that any of us should have put up with an ounce of that shit. Like I wasn't. I wasn't putting up with that shit. Like from day one with the masks, we're like, no, 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 no. We have to, I know what's going on. Like that was the whole reason why we started Truthzilla in the first place was because we knew what was going on. We knew this was way bigger than some stupid little, like it was way bigger than like cold and flu season. Like this was a massive, massive push for this totalitarian world government that was like, you know, we know they want to do. So we're like, this is it, man. This is the new world order right here. So that's why we started doing the show in the first place. And so, you know, at a time when, everybody should have been in the streets like hell no you're not taking like we're not locked down you can fuck off we're not closing our businesses like nope sorry not gonna happen like you know people can wear masks they want but they don't have to like there's no you're not gonna get away with this you know and so but all of like the trump people and the you know it was they were told to stand down trust the plan patriots are now in charge uh don't worry it's gonna be okay like we've already won like all this stuff and it's like fuck no we should have been out there like no sorry okay so, so that's a great point because oh I, dude look at look at this is crazy look who's look who's calling me right now oh no way dude that's so <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, i'm trying to we're trying to do an event here and uh and uh I'm trying to get sam out here to do like a set so anyway heck yeah dude I'll, that would be I'll awesome i'll call him no, back i'll, I'll, I'll call him back I'll definitely come out to Nashville because you're about two hours or so away yep. from me. Yep, yep, yep. And then, then once we do like some of these meetups, dude, we'll definitely let you know. And you should come out for one of those. But yeah, so it's June 3rd. June 3rd is the event. Um, we're working on getting everything, getting a website hopefully this week. And uh, yeah, so. There you awesome, go. brother. Yeah, keep me posted, yeah. man. And then I'll, yeah. if you want to, uh, I'll make a little promotion for it. And it'll cool. make yeah, we will. Yep. Well, we, we might have to do that, dude. We might have to hit you up for that for sure. So, um, is he calling again? No, he's just texting. He's just like, uh, let's, uh, let's talk tonight. Been running nuts. Sorry. Let's talk tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. I tried to call him the other day and he's like, oh, I'm so busy. So anyway, 
So um, to get back to what we were saying is I've been saying this a lot too, and it did it to me. And I feel like Q might've been something that was put out there to pacify the people that would have actually fucking done something. Exactly. That's exactly it right there. Yeah. And, and so like the whole pacification thing, like really pisses me off almost at no end, but then you know, then I'll have people on, like I just had Graf on and uh, Graf was also recently on Eddie Bravo's show. And he's, when I, I brushed over Q real quick and he was like, I'm still fully uh, Q-tarded. And like, he's not a stupid person by any means. So like, I don't know, man, like I don't want to give up on it because like it would be cold and heartless if I didn't want that to be true. And, yeah. and you know, like, but at the same time, man, I feel like we got fucking duped. But in another oh, yeah. way, it's, in another way, it's like, look at all the stuff that happened surrounding Biden with the inauguration and just the optics of him in general. Like, who the fuck is really, uh, well, who, nobody's probably occupying the White House, but like, who the fuck are they putting in front of the camera? And like, why is he never in the Oval Office? Like, what mm-hmm. is really going on right now? This is the craziest time I think ever (laughs) it is, it is like the psyops are just out of control, man. And it's interesting how they're talking like the quantum computing stuff. Like they're putting it out there as if like, Oh yeah, we just had this great breakthrough. It's like, you know, I feel like so much of what we're seeing is scripted by AI. Like, it's just crazy. Like I was just talking about this little stream I did last night. It's like, okay. So just in the last few weeks, like in the last couple months, you have the emergence of the chat GPT thing, right? Where it's like this perceptively, you know, what we perceive to be is like, you know, a very advanced intelligence, you know, not quite general AI, not a sentient AI, but AI that's powerful enough that we can maybe outsource some of our thinking to it. Hey, we, we don't need to do any more critical thinking. We have an AI uh, interface that can do all of our thinking for us. You know what I'm saying? So um, you have the emergence of that. And there's this stuff called 11 labs.com. Have you, have you seen this yet? The voice, uh, the voice, whatever, Let's see, it's 11 labs. Let me see if I find it. 11 labs. So basically 11 labs, prime voice AI. So they, I, a lot of people are using this just in the last like week or two. Um, all you have to do is upload like a brief sample of someone's voice and you can type something and it just is indistinguishable from reality. Like you can make anybody say anything and it's completely indistinguishable from uh, them actually saying it. Like you can get Joe Biden or Alex Jones or Joe Rogan to say anything. Anything, anything, anything. And you would not be able to differentiate it from them actually saying it. See, uh, and, and we know they've already had this kind of technology. Yeah. Now they're just making it easier and more accessible to us. So, yeah. man, you're right. The psyops are going to be flying left and right. It's going to yeah. be really hard for critical thinkers to be able to separate the truth from the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, and then you've seen like video deep fakes, like that's been around for a while, like that, that really started to come out a couple of years ago. And now it's making this big resurgence of like how powerful video deep fakes are. And I think they're releasing it to the public to really just kind of make it seem like less of a novelty thing that is just so like, so easy to replicate and that any, well, anybody could just do this. So if videos do start to come out where it's like, you know, very questionable things, you know, they're like, you know, anybody could just make one of those in their own basement. It's got to be fake. You know, we've been saying that for a while, but also, you know, the combination of, you know, powerful video deep fake technology with voice impersonation technology with AIs running like these advanced algorithms with quantum computing, like you could easily just say, you know, tell the quantum computer, like, okay, I want to create this reality. I want to take over the world. I want to like, you know, 
you know, whatever the case, whatever agenda they're trying to do, it's like, okay, so this is the outcome that I want. Tell me in the 20 steps, how I can achieve that. And then the AI will spit out this blueprint and be like, okay, well, first you have to like fly a balloon over the United States and tell everybody that it's a Chinese balloon. And the next thing you got to do is you got to like crash. (laughs) And then you got to crash a train in Ohio that spill all these chemicals. And then the next step is you have to do, and it's just like, it's like a a game plan that they're trying to like, it's like a script they're going off of. It's like, that's how ridiculous and absurd it is. So that is exactly why I brought up Q is because, you know, a lot of people say that Q is AI and like, I'm sure you're, fully aware of project looking glass right and then i believe so uh, yeah hold on remind me of that one though well project looking glass is basically um it's where we could look like ahead into the future now apparently like it it stops so we can't see any further but um joe biden accused president trump when they were running against each other of having uh this technology Hmm. and it's all has to do with like quantum computing and it's, it's really fucking crazy. Like, so when you're talking about quantum computing, it's like what your computer can do um, is like a slow, slow faucet drip. And when we talk about quantum computing, it's like Niagara fucking falls. Yeah. 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 So like, you know, any, any type of password, even your fingerprint, everything is like that. So it can predict the future based on these things. We're talking minority report here. Yes, 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 dude. Yeah, it totally is, man. Like, so I don't know. I mean, honestly, that's the way it feels like it feels like the the preposterousness of what we're seeing. It's like, it feels like it's uh, just like some script out of like an AI, just like absurd thing, you know, and, and kind of the conclusion that I, that I came to last night when I was discussing all this stuff um, was the idea that, um, you know, yes, they have these plans. Yes. They have these grand schemes and they have all these crazy things that they're trying to implement, but they do not factor in and they don't take into consideration like the human spirit and the human will and the human like just uh, overall just desire to be free and the goodness of humanity, like how we are willing to step up and take care of each other and help each other and be there for each other. And they, they just don't understand. They can't rationalize or believe in a world where people actually are actually decent and good and will rise above anything they throw at us. So they don't take that into consideration. That's why they just keep doing these ops, but they fall flat on their face because they completely underestimate how amazing we are as humans and they're just a bunch of lizards. So there you go. Amen. I love that. I love that. That was a great, great, great positive note to end this on. Um, So, um, Thank you so much for coming on White Rabbit. It's been a long time in the making, man, because I, I, like I said, I was a fan before I reached out. So it's an honor to have you on the show, especially because I think you should be making a run for Mount Crushmore. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) so for the people listening, if they live under a rock and don't know where they can find you, other than just like the link that I have underneath is is your link to everything. Mm -hmm. um, So they can click on that, but go ahead and give a shout out uh, anything that you would like to say before you part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you, man. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. There's a lot of fun. Um, I'm really grateful for all the work you're doing. And, uh, you know, we should definitely just stay in touch because I hope hopefully there's more collaboration in the future for sure. Um, so the main show, the the flagship show is Rebunked News. You can find that at rebunk.news, basically just an interview show, have a lot of fun conversations and uh, uh, 
hop in the the telegram i'd say is the best way to follow that show t.me forward slash rebunk news there's also links to all the social medias on the website um a couple other projects i'm involved in is uh pirate stream media with the great courtney turner from the courtney turner podcast and ryan christian from the last american vagabond um we're doing like uh yeah we'll see where that goes but basically the idea is we're starting our own like media production company platform whatever but right now we're just doing like shows between the three of us uh but we have we're, we're working on some stuff behind the scenes there and then of course uh my favorite new little project right now i'm involved in is uh, the unjected show uh which is uh, uh based on the unvaccinated dating website unjected.com and uh so it's myself uh, the two founders of Unjected.com, Shelby and Heather, who are based out of Hawaii, and then uh, Zach Brown, the hilarious Zach Brown from the Unfit Statesman podcast. Uh, we basically host a live call-in show for people to call in and share their crazy stories, trying to like date in a heavily vaccinated world, trying to remain a, a GMO-free human. Uh, it's yes, hilarious. Dude, that sounds fucking awesome. Dude, dude, I am it's definitely a, it's, tuning into that. Dude, check it out. It's every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's it's absolutely hilarious. It's at Rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash unjected. Um, we, it, I mean, it's been crazy, dude. Like, they just had a big article written about them in, like, Epoch Times and, like, Zero Hedge picked it up. And they just got a uh, – we've already had Dr. McCullough on. He's a big fan of the work they're doing over at Unjected. And it's like, it's, it's been, it's been pretty cool. Like I have a lot of hope for that project for sure. So uh, yeah, got a lot of fun stuff going on right now. So yeah, but, but the best way to find the links to everything, like I said, it's libertylinks.io forward slash rebunked. So now you should plug your stuff, plug all your stuff. So my listeners can check out your stuff. Absolutely, man. So if you want to give me a follow on Instagram, I love that because you're going to get stuff on my Instagram that you're not going to get from just listening to my show or going to Rockfin. And so my Instagram is at uh, white underscore rabbit underscore podcast. And then White Rabbit Podcast on all streaming audio platforms other than Spotify because those greasy assholes kicked me off. And you can find my videos on Rockfin under White Rabbit as well. Oh my God. I had no idea you got kicked off of uh, Spotify. How evil is that, dude? That's crazy. Okay. Yes. yes I'm well, like a badge of- yeah, no, I think that's great. What about like a, te- do you have a telegram channel? Uh, no, man, I, I, I am on telegram, but I do not post on telegram. I just kind okay. of uh, window shop other people's shit. Okay. Might not be a bad idea. Cause like I, I started it early on just cause I knew that I wouldn't have much luck on Inst- Instagram. Like, I don't know. I just, I've, I don't really fuck with Instagram very much cause people don't see my shit very much. And it's just like, oh, anyway, anyway. Oh yeah, so, man. Fighting those people is fucked, but you know what? Yeah. I think it's one of the best ways to get the word out there. And, and I love that my, the, interaction that i get on instagram is awesome all you guys out there are fucking amazing that's awesome brother okay well hell yeah dude all right we did it awesome job dude that's fun all right man all right everybody keep digging down those rabbit holes peace
Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Steph. Yeah, straight from the depths of hell The devil's calling, he might win a couple battles But I promise he will not prevail These words are what I used to post bail My people trapped inside these chains They got us thinking in these jail cells So keep it quiet when I'm spitting real The way we living isn't right And yeah, I bet that's how you poppers feel This generation's different Had to go and cop a shield And keep myself away from madness Glorifying popping pills This is the energy of Malcolm X, Rosa Parks Martin Luther King Jr., Harry Tubb, and Emmett Till Look to God, then I kneel Yeah, the devil's calling, he's been looking for the week But I promise we won't yeah, this is not a game. The devil's calling on my people. Stay inside and please be quiet when you scream your name. He tried to lead me down the wrong way. I used to question God, but after what I've seen, I'll never do that shit again. These verses biblical. I rap and pray that every day the people watching, listening, and heed to the things I say. I've been through and felt pain, been down, felt rage, bounced back, seen God bowed down, got saved. Not from the streets. I'm on the sidewalk advocating peace. I wanna see all of my people winning, set free. I'm here to tell you that you better know that God sees, and if you do not listen, He will humble you right. Your knees. Fuck fame, fuck greed, all the material things the devils and sheep's clothing he gives what you don't need. Keep your eyes open, don't sleep. And if you do, be aware he will visit you inside your dreams. And once you wake up, he will not leave. His speed's 5G everywhere and scrolling on your phone screen. Tapped in, force feed, front row, nosebleeds, old friends, home team, come home, don't leave. So listen close, cause I'ma say it slow. The devil's watching every move you make in every single place you go. I used to think that I was all alone until I felt him breathing down my neck while I was sleeping right inside my home. I tried to wake up, but the devil had me in the hole. I tried to move, he paralyzed my skeleton and all my bones. And that's when I called God, and then I shouted out, Amen. And I could put that on the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and the ghost. I, that I will not fold, that I will never crack, never sell my soul. Six two, standing on my face, I feel ninefold. Walking on this path, I could do it with a blindfold. Faith like a console, hell no, stay down, ten toes, hands up, face closed, they know to stand strong as the rain pulls to wait till the gates close and pray as the pain goes. Everything you see is not what it seems. Even the nicest people let you meet have devilish genes. In this world full of evil, we are sinners and fiends. The devil's calling on us, but we gotta let that phone ring. Straight from the depths of hell. The devil's calling, he might win a couple battles, but I promise he will not prevail. These words are what I used to post bail. My people trapped inside these chains, they got us thinking in these jail cells. This is the energy of Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King.